Good morning, everyone. George Watkins here on this happy Wednesday. What a day to be alive in Christ. I tell you what, every morning we wake up, God gives us a gift of these hours ahead of us to do something no one else can do but the believer. That is to have faith for change, have faith for miracles, have faith for new inventions and creative ideas to change the course of history. The great inventions have all come from God <clears throat> to someone that was open for new inventions. Great progress always comes to those who believe in progress. <laughs> I tell you, you're going to get what you want because you have faith for it. If you have faith for nothing, guess what you get? <laughs> Isn't that something? Okay, well, let's talk about some things today that I believe are on God's heart. Before we do that, thank you for coming by. And if you haven't subscribed yet to YouTube, and if you haven't liked us on Facebook, do that. Big help. Also, we're on Rumble. Now, the main reason we're on Rumble is because some of these other platforms become a little uh, uncertain at times. So we're going to stay on Rumble and put our content there and keep doing that as, as many other platforms as we can. We keep spreading, ministering, speaking God's word. All of these places, join us if you, if you find one of those other platforms that are more convenient. Okay, the book of Revelation, the revelation of Jesus Christ. Now, take a note. This is the only book in the Bible that gives a, a guaranteed blessing for those who read it. That's something. And yet, Revelation is probably the least read book in the Bible because it's been so chopped up and so um, confused. It's, it's, it's been made confused by all the many ideas that go on. So today I'm just going to give a couple of shots, just some snapshots out of, out of uh, the first couple of chapters on prayer. When I, ask, I ask you the question, what does God do with our prayers? And we pick up in chapter 5 and chapter 8, two snapshots that our prayers um, accomplish or do. Number one, in chapter five, they go into a, um, let, let's just flip over there quickly. I'm uh, reading this from the <clears throat> Passion Bible. I've been spending time there, as you know, if you're with me every day. And <clears throat> chapter five talks about I saw a young lamb approach. Now, let's take a moment here. If you read the book of Revelations as some future event, you're missing the purpose of this book. This book was not written to the churches and given to the churches to be read for some 2,000 years later event. This book was written to the churches so they would see the events that were going on then in the heavens 
and what God was up to then and what he accomplished through the, through the cross and the resurrection. I know that shocks, <laughs> that shocks people because much of our evangelical churches have been raised and trained and, you know, programmed in the uh, in our eschatology to be futuristic everything in the future put it off put it off god's going to do it someday someday it'll happen don't do that with the book of revelation if you read this as an insight uh, peek inside the gospel you know the heavenly tent as it were and see what god was doing and what john witnessed now they took this and read it to the churches that were enumerated in the first few chapters, all those churches through Asia. Why? So that they would be encouraged in what God had done on the cross and was doing through the saints of God. So with that in mind, just want to show you a couple snapshots here. If you can catch a hold of this, kind of, you know, Shake loose from some of your, your preconceived ideas about being somewhere in the future. But God's kingdom is in, is in full gear right now. Okay, full-blown full, full gear. Um, I'm in the seventh verse, and I saw a young lamb approach the throne. <clears throat> I'm in the uh, fifth chapter, seventh verse. And take the scroll from the right hand of the one who sat there. And when the 24 elders and the four living creatures saw the lamb had taken the scroll, they fell face down at the feet of the lamb and worshiped him. All right. We know who the lamb is, don't we? Each of them had a harp and a golden bowl brimming full of sweet, fragrant incense, which are the prayers of God's holy lovers. There you go. There's where your prayers go. They go into a golden bowl, brimful before the Father. Whoa, I like that. <laughs> and they were all singing this new song of praise to the Lamb. Okay, here. We've got 24 elders and and the uh, 24 elders and the four living creatures. Those four living creatures were scary. Whoa, I mean, eyes all over the place and wings and eyes in the wings. <laughs> Whoa. But they were singing before the Lord as they brought this golden bowl full of prayers, like liquid incense before the Father. I tell you, the reason people don't pray is because they don't have confidence that it's doing anything. They don't know why. Why am I praying? Well, you're filling up the golden bowl of incense before the Father. That's one, one thing that happens. Well, I thought my prayers were just kind of like, God, I have an emergency. Come quick and rescue me. <laughs> well, often that's what it is. But, oh, it shouldn't be that way. Okay. I love this song. The song of the 24 elders in this fifth chapter. Listen to it. Because you were slaughtered for us. They're, they're praising the lamb now. This is the new song. This new song of praise to the lamb. Now, in this verse, I saw a young lamb approach the throne. So this is Christ. They're singing back to him now. Because you were slaughtered for us. 
You are worthy to take the scroll and open its seals. Your blood was the price paid to redeem us. You purchased us to bring us to God out of every tribe, language, people, group, and nation. You have chosen us to serve our God and formed us into a kingdom of priests who reign on the earth. That's something. Okay, this isn't in heaven now, as far as us, you know, because we're still reigning on the earth. <laughs> oh, I love that. Okay, now here's another one in uh, the, the eighth chapter. Flip over there with me, if you would. I'm in the I'm in the Passion Bible, and I'm picking this up in the uh, second verse. And when I saw the seven angels who stand before God. And each was given a trumpet. I like to picture words. When they say, I saw seven angels, I see seven angels. They've got trumpets to their lips. Can you catch that? Oh, visualize it as we read it. It, it's, it makes a greater impact. You begin to understand and feel the, feel the color and the, and the sound. Amen. Then the eighth angel and the scholars say this was Christ, with a golden incense burner came and took his place at the incense altar. He was given a great quantity of incense to offer up, consisting of the prayers of God's holy people upon the golden altar that is before the throne. And the smoke of the incense with the prayers of the holy ones bellowed up before God, from the hand of this angel, which you know we know to be Christ because he's a priest. Angels don't perform priestly duties. This angel performs priestly duties, so we know he's Christ. Then the angel filled the golden incense burner with coals of fire from the altar and hurled it into the earth, releasing great peals of thunder and voices, lightning flashes, and earthquakes. Okay, the result of what happened in heaven after the resurrection is what's being described here as the gospel and the power of deliverance and the power of what happened at, at the cross resurrection begin to impact the world. Oh my goodness. We have no idea the difference between light and dark or dark and light as the darkness and the, and the non-spiritual ability, the, the, well, I told you yesterday that in Matthew, it's Matthew four, it says uh, the people that sat in darkness saw a bright, a great light, a great bright light. Now what happened? Jesus came into the earth and this is what's being described. Now my, my message today, my thought today, my encouragement to you today is let's fill up those bowls of praise and worship and incense before the Father. I believe the Father takes pleasure in smelling the burnt offerings as they're put on the altar. That smoke bellows up before the Father and fills the whole throne room. Aha. Hallelujah. You know, <clears throat> I suppose if I was an imaginary, if I could imagine, <laughs> you let me imagine for a minute, I believe God knows the scent of your prayer. Everyone has a different perfume. Everyone has a different aroma. Everyone has a different 
scent out of their spirit. You know, dogs can smell fear, and so can horses. They know if you're afraid of them, or if they know they know they know if you're, you know, calm and and uh, peaceful. They do. There's a scent that comes out of if it's spiritual or out of our pores. But God knows the smell, the scent of your prayers. My encouragement to you is fill up that bowl, pour some prayers in there, let God deal with it. Now, here's how I see prayer. We give it, we've been commissioned to pray. We give it to God and God does what he wants with it. In these cases, we see him pouring it out. We see him burning it on the altar, but it's the prayers of the saints. Now, here's another point. He mixed the incense with the prayers of the saints. Now there's intercession. Our prayers and Christ's prayers, his intercession are mixed together. Now what happens when two things come together? They make a stronger thing. They, the third thing comes out. It's like, it's like the notes on the piano. You get two notes, you get a third note. A sound you would never get without hitting those notes. This is why prayer is so important. It goes into the Father's presence. Christ comes along, takes our prayers, and blends it with his prayers, and two full cord is not easily broken. If two shall agree as touching anything, it shall not, it shall be done for them. So you and I are agreeing with God's, with, with Christ in his intercession ministry. And Revelation tells us that it's mixed together and burnt before the Lord. Okay. Isn't that something? Okay, I love I love the Word of God, and I love the the descriptions that God gives us in the Book of Revelations. Now, take note when you read Revelations that it is signs, it is symbols, it gives symbols. You don't read this as a novel; you read it with symbols. Okay, well, that wasn't my intention to teach on Revelation, but I'm I'm in it. I'm teaching on prayer today. Glory to God. I love you all. Hey, tomorrow's coming quickly. We'll see you in the morning. Don't forget, if you haven't hit one of those buttons, like us, comment, share. Thank you for your prayers. Thank you for your encouragement. And thank you for your giving. You can see all that down below in the notes below. All right, we'll see you in the morning. Until then, hit your knees. God's waiting. God bless.